Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Happy Monday! Welcome back to Monday Mail Time here on the Paranormal Activity Podcast channel. My name's Molly, I'm the producer of Paranormal Activity and every week we like to hear one of your paranormal experiences. This week's story comes from Andy who lived in a 1900s terraced house in Leicestershire. Hold on to something this week because it gets really spooky this one. I'll jump straight on in. He writes, Hi all! I've only recently started listening to the podcast, but I think I've pretty much caught up with every episode. I am addicted. I was so glad you're enjoying it, Andy. I want to share with you the haunting my family and I experienced in my old home, which was an early 1900s terraced house in a small town called Earl Shilton, Leicestershire. I bought this home in 2018 and lived there with my partner Susie and my two daughters were with me 50% of the time. At the time of living there, my daughters were two, Megan, and seven, Haley. What lovely names. At first, all was calm. You'd hear the occasional creak or bang, but would just assume it's just old house noises. After a first few months of living there, the footsteps started. Most days, you'd hear footsteps walking along the landing from the girls' bedroom towards the front of the house and into mine and Susie's bedroom, which looked out over the road. This would happen at all times of the day and night. On a couple of occasions, Susie and I would be in bed and would hear someone walk into the room and round to the foot of our bed. Oh, no. Needless to say, we slept downstairs or with the lights on when this happened. It would be the same. We usually responded to these footsteps with a hello or a God bless. And that's the best way is to just talk as if there's a, a normal person there in front of you. We'd also get the smell of smoke. Not cigarette smoke, but more of a fire smell. That's interesting. Normally you get, you know, if someone was a smoker, you get cigarette smoke in the air. But um, maybe there's an old fireplace they used to use or something like that. So this continued for a few weeks and we began to notice that just prior to these footsteps our dog would stand at the bottom of the steps and growl looking upstairs. He is the most gentle and sweet dog so to hear him growl was quite unnerving. They do say that dogs see something else that we can't. Susie and I were both working for the police at this time so we were on opposite shifts. Numerous times I would receive a text from Susie asking why I'd left the girl's bedroom door open allowing the dogs in there. But I knew I had shut it. We then discovered that if we shut the bedroom door to a full close, within five to ten minutes, we would hear the handle go down and the door pulled open. Oh, why do they want that room open? These happenings began to escalate. The stairs were open to the lounge and from the sofa you could see the top of the stairs, our bedroom door and part of the landing. 
I saw a man in black trousers and a white shirt cross the top of the stairs and walk into our bedroom. As I didn't want to scare Susie, I didn't tell her this. I would suggest that this man was probably in his 50s or 60s, he had scraggly graying hair and a beard. Oh my, as if you've just seen a full apparition. Um, I think maybe you've done the right thing in not telling Susie there, but I would find that really hard to keep to myself and keep wandering around as if I hadn't seen anything as well. A few days later, I received a panicked phone call from Susie telling me that she had seen the same thing, describing the man exactly how I saw him. Oh, as if you've both seen the same apparition as well. That is amazing, but also terrifying. Shortly after this, I had a bit of a boys' night with some of my friends round. We had a takeaway, watching some movies and just having a bit of a laugh. Two of my friends suddenly darted upstairs, thinking there was an intruder. When they explained what they saw, it was again the man. Oh, what's making him appear so much all of a sudden? My eldest daughter Haley would wake up in the night and come and ask me to tell the man to leave her room. She would describe exactly what we had seen and said that he was coughing and keeping her awake. She indicated in which corner of the room he was stood staring at her. It got to a point where it began to really frighten the girls and if I'm honest, I lost my temper. We were downstairs when we heard the girls' bedroom door open. I shouted, Will you just F off? You can fill in the gaps there. You're scaring my girls. This unfortunately seemed to escalate things to a point where we would see dark shadows, hear heavy breaths, footsteps and growling. Items would be moved and a big bunch of keys I had with my work keys and car keys flew off the table and nearly hit Megan. I guess maybe it could have been done in a more calm approach. Maybe that just riled this spirit up a bit, but I mean, you've got to put your foot down at some point. So I don't think you should have done anything different, Andy. Enough was enough. I've contacted the local Church of England church and the vicar was amazing. He got me to keep a diary of the happenings and liaised with the deliverance team of the diocese. When the vicar came to visit, I was talking about the footsteps when right on cue we heard the heavy of someone walking along the landing. From there, the vicar made an appointment to come back and bless the house, saying prayers in every room and every entrance to the property. Susie and I carried out some research on the home, we love research, we love a bit of research, and found that the terrace house next to ours had actually burnt down, killing a father and two daughters. This sent shivers down my spine and sent it down mine as well, because it, it all seemed to add up. That all explains it. The fire smell, it wasn't an old fireplace, it must have been him. The fact he was coughing in your girl's room, that's maybe why That's maybe why he was so obsessed with the girls anyway and wouldn't leave them alone because he might think, this is my daughter. I know we've had a previous um, story on where a spirit thought a girl was his granddaughter and ended up attaching himself to her thinking it was, oh, that's my granddaughter and it wasn't. That all, it all makes sense. And the fact that so many people saw this full apparition. And I, I wonder why his his daughters aren't there as well. Maybe they moved on, whereas he was stuck, maybe felt guilty about it. And he writes, Unfortunately, after all of this, the house did not feel like a home anymore. I completely understand that. My daughters were scared and I didn't want to be there. So we decided to sell up and move. Fast forward about 12 months and the new owner reached out to me asking about footsteps in the house. Thanks for reading, and I'm sorry it's very wordy. Keep up the good work. Andy, thank you so much. What an amazing story. And the fact that all these pieces come together at the end with, um, you know, this man next door that's died. I think it's very likely that that could be the spirit of 
of um, that man. Also very interesting that all this activity is still going on. Maybe it seems like it might have reset if they're only asking about foot, if the new owner's only asking about footsteps at the minute. Maybe they don't have these young children that are driving up activity, causing for more things to happen. Very interesting one. If you have a paranormal story that you want to send us, we want to hear it. You can send us an email at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk or WhatsApp. Don't be scared to send us your voice notes. We love to hear them. That's on 075-999-27537. And of course, you can get in touch with us on any of our social accounts. That's Paranormal Activity Pod. That's it for me this week. I'll be back again same time next week with another one of your paranormal experiences. Yvette will be back on Thursday with the main episode and another bonus episode on Saturday. Keep your eyes peeled. If something happens, report back to base. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. Paranormal.